What's going on guys? This is Sam from Dodgers Debrief and we are coming at you with the second episode of the Dodgers Debrief podcast uh, available wherever you find your podcasts. Uh, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, all those good places. Please listen, uh, download, rate, review, all that good stuff wherever you uh, get your podcast, so we can keep this uh, thing going and hopefully uh, expand a little bit. I would really appreciate that. I am recording um, today's episode during we are entering the bottom of the fourth inning on Sunday, spring training game against the Royals. Um, Arias, it was interesting because he had kind of a very weird first inning with a lot of errors. You know, he was, but I thought, um, you know, he, he, he pitched pretty well. Um, he had five strikeouts and kind of, I guess, 2.2 innings. Probably he got close more like nine or 10 outs technically without the errors, but, uh, he was, he was pretty good. Only, only two walks is, is a little much, but in general, I think he did a good job of, um, getting ahead, getting ahead of, and, um, attacking hitters, and I definitely think, you know, there's some discourse, you know, whether or not you think um, Arias belongs in the starting rotation. For me, that's very much a yes. I think both what we saw in the postseason last year and really all of 2020, if you kind of factor out the first inning, which hasn't been particularly, like, um, an issue for him this spring and wasn't really in the postseason as it had been during the regular season, I think um, you know, his work has been, you know, really incredible and among there up there with the uh, the top pitchers in baseball. So I think he should definitely be... Um, in that rotation, I think he's too talented to kind of waste in the bullpen. As you can obviously find, um, it's much easier in that sense. I think to find um, you know a, a good a good reliever than a good starter, and I think um, that's another reason we shouldn't kind of move Reyes to the bullpen. Just because sometimes he looks a little shaky with the commander, he doesn't strike out a ton of guys. I think he's still a very valuable um, guy to have in the rotation in that sense, and can even be um, a top pitcher in baseball if he kind of if he if he reaches his um, his ceiling, but at least I think his floor is uh, is high enough that he should be a starter. So if we kind of want to talk a little bit about kind of what's been going on the past week of spring training since I recorded the last uh, weekly episode of the podcast, I think um, we should acknowledge that Corey Seager has been red hot with, I believe, um, five homers this spring and four in his last nine at-bats. So, you know, if we could kind of put him almost aside for the spring and just kind of get him ready to opening for opening day to make sure he's not hurt, um, you know, that'd be fantastic, but I think... Um, yeah, he's raking. I think he's going to pick up right where he left off from the 2020 regular season and postseason. Um, in other news, uh, Dave Roberts has said that Cody Bellinger, who is recovering from uh, you know pretty minor soldier, shoulder surgery, will play in his first game um, on Tuesday. He's been taking some at-bats on backfields, just kind of getting his timing lined up. I'm not expecting him to be very good in the spring training games. Obviously, he's just kind of getting his, his timing and his groove back, but it'll be good to get him um, some at-bats and they are saying he will be ready for opening day and is pretty far ahead of where they thought he would be at this time. So that's, you know, that's great to hear. Kind of on a similar note, um, Dustin May, you know, he hasn't pitched in a game in what almost, um, seems like a while, I think almost two weeks. And that's because his mechanics got a little bit out of whack on a, uh, like a backfields kind of inter-squad game. Um, but they got him, they got that fixed back up and he should, I believe he is starting, um, Tuesday's spring training game. So that'll be That'll be great to watch. Um, in that sense, he looked—I thought he looked quite good. Um, the one spring training outing he had, but I think this definitely confirms that he will be uh, in a bullpen role as opposed to in the um, the starting rotation to start the year. It kind of leads into a little bit of what I wanted to um, you know talk about as kind of our, our main topic, I guess, today on uh, you know, on today's podcast. Before we get into a few um, questions f- from social media, but I think it's really interesting to look at who um, you know who we think will be kind of 
the five. I think they're going with a five-man rotation as opposed to a six-man rotation, just because I believe that's what they said. But I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't be shocked for it to be a six-man rotation. But I think I want to look at um, break down who I think will be the five starters to um, to start the season in the rotation. I think that's a less clear. There's a less clear answer to that question than there was even a week ago. So I think that's definitely something interesting that we should get into here. So I think um, obviously, you know, Clayton Kershaw has been. And it was just announced. Uh, that he will start opening day April 1st at Coors Field, so that's awesome. You know, he is taking the fact that he's taking the mound as a world champion on opening day for the Dodgers. You know, barring hopefully no injury, uh, it's going to be really awesome, really a, a historic moment in um, baseball and Dodgers history. So that's going to be awesome. Along with um, Kershaw, the other two locks for the rotation, you know, barring injury, are uh, Walker Bueller and Trevor Bauer, who both pitched. You know pretty well the spring training. Bueller's kind of still easing, getting into it, but as we've seen, um, he usually takes a little bit to get on track, so I'm not worried about that. Uh, Bauer has been pretty good. Uh, he had, in his outing, um, his most recent outing, he had trouble, um, I think, seeing out of his right eye, which is apparently unrelated to the, you know, the, you know, the closing the eye, kind of the trying to wink while he's pitching, um, but he, he kind of fixed it um, mid-game, and his command was really quite shaky in the first two innings, but Kind of pitched a very good inning in a third after that with with three and striking out the last three batters he faced. So I'm not too worried about him, but I am looking for a little bit more uh, improvement in command in his next start. Same uh, with Bueller, just kind of getting him built up and ready to go for this. He's not super worried about results right now. So here is kind of where uh, this thing gets interesting. So if we're going to go with a five-man rotation. The clear candidates are um, Dustin May, Tony Gonsolin, Jimmy Nelson, Julio Rios, and David Price. Well, obviously, there is a ton of talent in that group and the Dodgers kind of have seven or eight you know really qualified and really 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 you know very good starters I think all of these guys would make almost any other team's five-man rotation and probably be you know their, their, their third starter at worst so I think um, it's obviously kind of been the biggest story of the Dodgers this spring but obviously is a very good problem to have in that sense if I have to choose between those two guys you know I do because that's what we're doing today and what the front office and Dave Roberts are gonna have to do I'm going with, um, and this this might be a little bit controversial. I don't think it should be, and I think a lot of people don't think it is. But obviously, you know, you, you get backlash for stuff. I I would go with um, Julio Arias and Tony Gonsolin. Oh, I think uh, a week ago, maybe I would have told you um, I would have gone with Julio Arias and David Price. But I think um, you know Gonsolin has been, I think nothing short of really really tremendous in uh, this spring as well as his, his MLB career, barring the 2020 postseason where I think he he just kind of got out of whack a little bit. He's been, I mean, quite quite phenomenal in the uh, in in his career, and I think uh, we'll get into that a little bit more that more in a second. But I think the reason that I kind of like, kicked David Price out of the rotation, I think obviously he's going to make um, some some starts and quite a few in, in 2020. Even if I wouldn't have him in the opening day rotation, is because um, of how they've kind of been building up him up. He hasn't been starting spring training games. He came out of the bullpen and threw an inning, uh, I believe, on Monday, and then on. Uh, yeah, Monday, and then on Friday he came in and um, threw three innings, which is not obviously a starting schedule, and he's been coming out of the bullpen. And he said he's open to coming out of the bullpen. Roberts in the front office have said, have said you know, they're thinking about having him do it at least at some point during the season. To me, this that kind of the combination of those things feels like kind of the perfect storm for having him start the season in the bullpen, but um, especially because we're kind of lacking lefties in the bullpen, and we'd already have two lefties in the rotation with Kershaw and Arias, but again, I'm not really sure how much they care about that. I think that's kind of something that I might be overthinking a little bit, but I would, I would definitely do it, um, 
that way. And I think Gonsolin has really earned um, earned that that kind of spot in the ro- opening day rotation. His, his stuff is just disgusting. When it's on all of his kind of stack cast percentiles, at worst he's in you know, the 60th percentile for stuff. But he's always he's is the walk rate is fantastic. Uh, strikeout rate's pretty good. He's not getting hit very hard. Uh, not a, guy, a lot of guys getting on base against him. Just overall, the body of work has been re- really really. Uh, tremendous, you know his his FIP, xFIP, CR, all all that kind of stuff. You want you want to talk about that? I don't know as much about as you know probably I should. So I'm not gonna get too much into it. it. It's all quite good. So I think um, there's no reason really for him not to be pitching in the opening day rotation. I kind of feel bad um, taking him over Jimmy Nelson almost right now because Nelson uh, right now in this game is pitching you know tremendously. He's really come along well since his first outing. His fastball command, his command has been really good. His curveball has been absolutely gross. So I definitely think he'll be making um, some starts in 2020, but I and maybe even making the opening day roster out of the bullpen. I'm not sure. I think that depends on the health of Joe Kelly, who was kind of in limbo. I mean, Robert says he doesn't think he's going to be ready, and as well as uh, Bruce Dargraderall, who is up to a very very slow start after not being able to pitch off a mound in uh, Venezuela over the off season. He's not hurt, but he might not make the opening day roster just because. Uh, wow, Nelson just struck out another guy. Really good curveball. Um, sorry, I uh, digressed a little bit there, but I think um, Gratterall also might not make the opening day roster, which leaves open a spot for Nelson, who's looking, uh, you know, really tremendous. And I think uh, Dustin May also will be in the bullpen just because he hasn't been built up a ton. And um, I think Gonsolin's underlying numbers have, have been better in his career, even if May has a higher ceiling just from the higher velocity. Um, he's younger, and it's just the stuff, I think, just moves a little bit more. But I would definitely take Gonsolin over him, um, you know, right right now in this in this situation, but I think both will make a lot of starts in 2020. So going back, I, I guess I guess kind of going back, I think this guy would be probably the fourth starter if you want to give him numbers. I don't think it really matters, but I think Julio Arias, who we saw kind of pitch you know, pretty well tonight, as I was saying a little bit earlier, has been really really good um, since everything but the first inning in 2020, and really really you know historically good in the uh, 2020 postseason and pretty good in spring training. I think. Um, is pretty clearly in the starting rotation, but I think um, you know a lot of people aren't super sold on him. You know, I got to tell you, I'm not sure why he's been um, really quite good throughout his career, um, and the stuff has looked good. Obviously, carrying over from the postseason into spring training, he's been attacking batters more, throwing more strikes, getting more swing and miss. He's just been very um, good in that sense. I think he's he's just too simply too talented to make you know the closer, put in the bullpen. It's much easier to find a guy who can give you a really good inning out of the bullpen than five or six really good innings out of the rotation. So I just think in that sense, um, you know, he'll, he'll have an innings limit just because he's, everyone will have an innings limit probably coming off a 60-game season going to 162. But I think that um, Arias, this is kind of the year that he – makes himself out to be uh, almost a, a, an MLB star. I, I really am really high on uh, Arias and expecting big things from him in that sense. Also, adding on a little bit to that, you know, the only reason Arias was ever in the bullpen is because he's you know recovering from shoulder surgery and they were watching his innings, so they'd rather have him come out of the bullpen and throw three innings and throw three innings to start the game. But it's not because necessarily they like him better out of the bullpen. I think I don't really kind of buy into stuff like that. I think um, it was more out of the best way to maximize how careful they were going to be with him. But I think we're at a point in his career, in his recovery, and the Dodgers' is, uh, their, kind of, their kind of need for pitching, that, that he should really be in the starting rotation for um, essentially the entire season if he's not um, hurt.
which hopefully, you know, hopefully, obviously, he won't be. But it's very hard to, uh, you know, avoid any pitching injuries uh, in a 162-game season. So if we look a little bit, um, kind of staying on the theme of pitching, and look a little bit at the uh, the bullpen, actually, I think um, some guys, especially recently, have been kind of making very um, good cases for their being in that bullpen. I think especially if Gonsolin starts in the in the rotation, I guess we'll be operating off that premise. Uh, for for this segment of the show, but I think that especially if um, Dustin May, Gratterall, or sorry, May and Gratterall start um, in AAA, which is looking possible based on their, um, or excuse me, not AAA, because AAA season isn't starting now until May, but uh, the alternate site, I guess kind of same same idea, will not be on the opening day roster due to their kind of la- lack of ramp up and readiness. I think that um, Dennis Santana and Jimmy Nelson have been making you know, really, really serious cases for um, being on that uh, that opening day roster in the bullpen, Santana has looked, uh, you know, you know, phenomenal. Has been someone Roberts has been consistently mentioning it as, as a standout, along with Gonsolin, making me think that, you know, both both guys are going to be on that opening day roster. I believe Santana was last year as well, but he's looked really tremendous this spring. I, you know, walks are always an issue with him. He hasn't been walking too many guys. He's been striking out a ton of guys. His curveball, absolutely dirty. I think that. Um, He's been great, and as I was talking about Nelson a little bit earlier, he just pitched you know, fantastic inning with two strikeouts on the curveball and has really been in his last two or three spring starts untouchable, essentially. So I think that both those guys have serious shots to um, make this bullpen. And another guy kind of in a similar situation is um, Garrett Cleveland. You know, last week I said I would take uh, Vessia over him, I think. I've you know changed my mind because Vessia, while obviously young and don't put too much stock into spring training games, has not looked fantastic, so I think he could use a little more work probably. But obviously, you know, he's young, and I still think he's going to be, you know, a really good big league reliever. But Clevender has looked uh, phenomenal his last kind of, again, uh, two outings or so. I believe he struck out the side the last time he was pitching. Just absolutely uh, filthy guys just weren't picking up his stuff and what he was throwing. And I think um, he could be a really good left-handed option out of the bullpen wheel along with Victor Gonzalez and maybe, you know, maybe David Price if they do put him uh, – they do put Price in the bullpen to start the year. But regardless, I do think Clevenger uh, will make it, especially because Scott Alexander has not been looking uh, phenomenal. And I just think I would take the upside of some younger guys and Price over Alexander. But I do think that, obviously, Alexander will um, will contribute this year because that's just everyone Everyone on the 40-man is going to get time. And even guys aren't not on the 40-man are going to get time. There's just too many... Um, opportunities for injury especially considering guys haven't pitched a ton I think another guy kind of in a similar situation is Brandon Morrow who they've been extremely careful with and aren't putting in spring training games because he hasn't pitched competitively since 2018 and has been hurt but uh he's you know reports are really really good that he's been he's been looking and feeling good so I think that um that's somebody who will contribute a lot and if he's pitching well will be on the postseason roster and a very important setup guy for us down the stretch as the Dodgers are uh, kind of rallying here uh, in the, in this game against Irvin Santana, whom I or excuse me, who I did not know was uh, still pitching in baseball, it's kind of interesting. Um, another guy who just got a hit, who you know I noticed is um, actually been quietly been really heating up the play has been Sheldon Doisy, whom the Dodgers acquired for Adam Kalerick from Seattle, uh, Seattle, excuse me, Oakland um, has has been really good. I don't think he'll make the opening day roster, but maybe you know maybe they put him over T.J. Peters for defensive flexibility, but I would still take, I think, the power of Peters. Um, regardless, but I think that's another guy who's been very under the radar um, 
good for the Dod- good for the Dodgers so far. So I think there is a chance that Noisy makes that opening day roster. Especially with uh, Edwin Rios and Matt Beatty not doing uh, a ton respectively, that does open up a kind of another more room for him. Although I do think they'll take Rios for the left-handed power and then another right-hander, be it uh, Peters or Noisy. Now that we've talked a little bit about kind of all, all, all I guess, you know, kind of the news from uh, Dodgers camp and spring training this week, and there hasn't been a ton going on, which is nice because usually significant news from spring training that isn't kind of just, oh, the games, these guys are kind of playing well, is, you know, injury news, and we haven't had any of that, which has been uh, really, really good and uh, lucky so far, just a testament to um, the organization knowing how to manage the guys and our, our trainers, as well as a lot of the players being very careful um, COVID-wise, and I think that's kind of a sacrifice we overlook a lot, is how much the players are sacrificing, how different it is for them, but kind of, again, that's a little bit off track, but I think... Um, Interesting. I, I put out uh, some questions on Twitter to see if anyone had anything uh, for me to discuss. This is kind of a slow news week, and so here we are going to answer a few of those questions. So um, our first question is coming from at the real Jim nineteen, and he asks, "Have they noticed any difference with the unjuiced balls? If they're even using different balls?" So I think that's obviously another big point of speculation and contention this spring. I think a lot of people been saying different saying different things. I know um, Blake Snell on the Padres said he. He um, could feel that the seams were, I think, a little a little deeper on the baseball, so he could grip his breaking ball better. Um, but you know, Clayton Kershaw said he didn't notice anything, so I'm going to defer to uh, the veteran and better pitcher on this one and say, you know, Kershaw, you know, he didn't notice anything. I'm going to trust that a little bit more. Um, obviously, though, they're different pitchers and might be noticing different things. And Kershaw's not really a analytic super like think overthinking what he's doing he kind of just throws he's obviously so talented kind of just has been doing his thing for years and years so he might not notice a difference in that sense i have noticed um that some fly balls seem as though they've been you know just absolutely crushed and kind of die on the warning track although i always think that with a lot of dodger hits um but again i might just be a little off with my timing and recognition of what i think might be home runs seeing as i haven't seen a live one in you know, before spring training, a few months through the off season, so I'm not I'm not sure what's going on uh, with the with the unjuiced ball. I think that's a something that we'll know more about um, during the actual during the actual season. Uh, at David, uh, sorry David from at Blue Blue nine five one asked how many at bats will Gavin Lux have this year in his OPS. I think that Lux will get I don't know the same at bats. I, I, I this is embarrassing, but I don't know like an exact amount of at bats. But I think um, probably something about our Almost, I think he'll play almost every day. I think maybe he'll sit against some tough lefties and to rest just kind of like every player. But I do think he's going to be playing quite a bit. OPS maybe 800 to 850 or so, maybe 820 or so. I think I think he'll be above average but not a star. I think probably around a Chris Taylor level of production, which is you know quite quite good. I think he's going to be a very valuable uh, contributor. In that sense, at Kid Ugly on Twitter asks, um, "Who would you give the upper hand to, Gonsolin or May? Which one do you think is the highest ceiling now that we've seen them play for a considerable amount of time?" Um, right now, I would rather have Gonsolin in the rotation, kind of as I was talking about earlier. But for the future, I think May is a higher ceiling because he's starting his career younger. He's got, I think, more raw talent as he throws faster. Just has nastier stuff in general, but his peripherals aren't nearly as good as. Um, Gonsolin's and he needs to work more on secondary pitches so I think that May will certainly have um the better and more decorated career but I think that um Gonsolin right now is a more sure bet for for uh consistency and and pitching well especially with with command but that, that's a really tough question I mean they're both tremendously talented really really good pitchers so uh, at 
uh, sorry, uh, Chuck Nasty to LA on Twitter asks, are they going to be wearing World Series champs patches this year? That is a question that I, I mean, I would assume so, but something that I haven't really thought about. I'm not super concerned about kind of the, uh, I guess, World Series paraphernalia or uh, commemoration on, on the actual jerseys. Um, but I do believe they'll have, you know, kind of the gold jerseys like every World Series champion team does. Um, and probably some patches on their sleeves, but I know they have patches honoring um, Tommy Lasorda and, and Don Sutton, I believe. So I don't, you know, there's only so much room for patches. But I, I'd assume there'd be something on um, the shirt, the jerseys and hats, yeah, that would commemorate that. And there'll be certainly a lot of um, things going out, you know, giveaways at the stadium, that kind of thing to, to commemorate um, the incredibly good that was 2020 and hopefully that they will repeat in 2021. So that is going to do it for today, guys. A little bit of a uh, shorter show today. Usually I'm going to try to keep this around a half hour coming out coming at you every Monday, but, you know, a little bit of a slower news week. Uh, hopefully during the regular season I'll have an episode kind of after each series the Dodgers play, if not after each game. But um, thank you guys so much for listening. Please, if you enjoyed it, uh, you know, download, leave a rating and review. I'd really appreciate that. Um, thank you guys for listening. See you guys in the next episode next Monday.